0: Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown, and we talk to a number of interesting guests each week, and it's so fun for me to actually talk to Tyler Parsons, who's the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts. Tyler, welcome to our show. We're glad to have you.
1: I'm glad to be here, Vic, and thanks for having me on.
0: Well, it's exciting to talk to you because every time I just say the name Lansing Lugnuts, it brings a smile to my face. It's been one of the greatest, I think, economic boons to the greater Lansing area um, beyond so many other uh, things that we could we could do because people come to town. Uh, the entire downtown area is built up around the stadium area. And so the Lansing Lugnuts have quite a story to tell. And how many years has have they been in town? It's over 25 now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Vic, you, you hit me with a tough question right off the bat. We <laughs> tell people it, it, it's 25 seasons now in 26 years, thanks to our, our good old friend COVID-19 here, obviously with uh, the curveball we got thrown in 2020. But yeah. this is actually year 26 here in downtown Lansing.
0: Well, and, so I, and we're so glad that uh, – You know, uh, COVID was tough and difficult, but we're just so glad we're coming out of it. I was actually down at the ballpark uh, here about a week ago, and it was fun to be out and about. And, Roy, it it felt normal. So come on down to the ballpark. It's a great place to be. Matter of fact, what's interesting, Tyler, is I have one of my best friends who is um, uh, an avid uh, professional baseball fanatic, and he loves to go down to – uh, and has been a Tiger fan for a number of years, but uh, honestly, he he assures me that one of his favorite things to do is to come to the Lansing Lugnuts out of the Detroit area, come on up here um, and enjoy a game and uh, just kind of sit back, relax, and watch some good baseball, have some peanuts, and maybe a little bit of that sudsy stuff. So it's a it's a great way to spend an <laughs> afternoon. <laughs>
1: that's that's amazing to hear and and we we do we draw you know really from all over the state and and even beyond outside the state here it's it's always great to see people come in here whether it's their their first game or their 500th game and and uh, to have a good time and you know it it means so much more now than it has before just because obviously what happened in 2020 you know when you get it taken away from you and then to be able to offer those opportunities again it's been amazing to see those smiling faces and those peanut shells cracking and the, <laughs> know, the crack of fat and everything this
0: year yeah something special about it you know it's gonna, something cool is going to be going on well your name your title is officially general manager so tell me a little bit about uh, what is give us the give us kind of a quick overview of, of of what that general manager post is all about
1: yeah so you know as i joke around with people i i, I generally manage a lot of things and that's just kind of uh, in a tongue in cheek, but you know, really my ultimate role here with, with the lug nuts is to oversee the entire business operation of our organization. And then I also kind of serve as our, our liaison between uh, you know the Lansing lug here and then our major league affiliate, which is now the Oakland A's and kind of, you know, working with them on some of the player logistics and our operational side down there. Um, you know, i misnomer. A lot of people will always reach out to me, and they think I'm really involved as a general manager um, with the player side and drafting guys and signing things. And um, I am, am nowhere near any of that kind of stuff. Um, thankfully for for the Oakland A's and for the Luggin' on side, I have nothing to do with any of the player stuff because yeah. I don't think our team would be near as talented if I were. Just put
0: that. Uh, let's put that out there, team, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's uh, funny. I'm always the business side and. Uh, you know, anything here as far as just the overall Stadium setup, you know, the field, S and B, retail, you know, our sponsorship and our great partners here in the community, ticket sales, marketing, promotions. Special events, you name it, and really kind of oversee all those from the overall department, and uh, you know put people in our staff in the best place to succeed and and you know do things in a great way here.
0: Jack of all trade, master of none, right? Is that's kind of the way that that goes. But you know, it's exactly. interi- it's interesting to me. I've known, I've known. Let me count: one, two, three really uh, three of the last uh, managers over over the 20-plus the year, four, I guess, over the 20-plus year uh, that I was uh, deeply involved as a sponsor with the Lugnuts. And I think uh, what's interesting to me is um, just knowing some of the things you get into. I've had everything from Watching general managers uh, when a storm's coming through and they're trying to, uh, um, uh, you know, figure out if they're going to turn the base, the baseball stadium over from control of the lug nuts over to Major League Baseball because they get to call the game once it gets in their hands. And then also, mm-hmm. I I watched as I looked out, one of the general general managers. We were at a big employee party, and I looked up, and and uh, the general manager is there tying off a trash can. Uh, that was overflowing and uh, you know putting new plastic in the can and i and I looked at that and I thought, man, those guys truly do it all uh, but it, it's it's it 's exciting to see the servant mentality and 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 everybody everybody has to make it work when you 're uh, in a minor league baseball program isn 't that the way that works
1: absolutely, and you know it's it's no different than i think than than a team on the field, you know everyone wants to do their part to to make the overall team better, and you know some days that's you know, doing operational things. It's barrel a mop and helping out in S&B or selling some food. And some days that's shaking hands and talking to people in the right spots. It's it's a little bit of everything. And and I, you know, I really tell people during a game or during an event, you know, my ultimate role is to to plug holes, you know, wherever we see a spot where I need to jump in and help out and fill gaps um, to make sure the experience is the best possible one it can be.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I want to talk about that in our next segment, too, because I think it's so important to remember that, look, it's baseball. I mean, it is a big business, it's expensive. You got all, but you're putting a show on and you want to make it fun and you want to make it great. And let's face it, you can't pay people sometimes what they're worth. So you got to make sure that your employees are having fun and, uh, and they're also uh, making it fun for those that they're serving. So there's so many things that go into this. And I'm looking forward to having you help us unpack how all that works at the Lug Nuts and maybe how it can apply to some of our businesses around, around town throughout the state. So we're going to be right back after we uh, go pay some bills. We've got Tyler Parsons, the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts, here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschereau. We'll be right back.
2: The Lansing Board of Water and Light is working on a cleaner energy future. A plan proposed by a Citizens Committee and the BWL will replace the coal-fired Eckert plant with power from wind turbines, solar panels, energy-saving technologies, and cleaner natural gas that improve our air quality and environmental health. Learn more about the BWL's plan to become Michigan's cleanest electric utility at LansingEnergyTomorrow.com. The Lansing Board of Water and Light. Hometown people. Hometown power.
0: The leadership lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau and I always get to talk to some really cool people and one of them is Tyler Parsons. He's the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts and so excited to have you with us today. It just makes it happens to be the day that we're putting this show together It happens to be a perfectly sunny day. Um, Matter of fact, perfect for baseball. So uh, I, I imagine your life's a little easier when you go down to the ballpark and there's no no rain in the forecast.
1: Oh, absolutely. As I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm staring right now at a a cloudless sky, perfect (laughs) weather, and a a lush green baseball field. It's it's hard to get a better start than that in my role.
0: Right, Uh, and you hear, pop! right that's yeah. what you want to, yeah <laughs> well listen I, before we get to the play ball part about this tell me uh tyler t- uh, take me back if you would because it might have been your dream to be the ma- the general manager of the lansing Lugnuts, but you didn't start there right you didn't grow up inside the organization with mr tom dixon uh leading you along the way you you came from some other path right so tell us about that
1: I did. So I was I was kind of an outside hire that was, was brought in here. My first year here in Lansing was, was two thousand eighteen. But um I'm a Danville native, so I'm a i am a here and, and grew up about twenty minutes outside in Lansing and, and uh you know, I still tell people one of my favorite stories is that my first ever baseball game was actually a Lansing Lugnuts game. And <laughs> My dad brought me to a game here, and I was so upset because he told me we were going to a baseball game, and I thought we were going to the Tigers.
3: Yeah. And, you
1: know, we roll in here, and I was kind of like, this doesn't look like Tiger Stadium, you know? And it was probably throwing a little temper tantrum and stuff, and we walked in here, and then as soon as I got inside the stadium, you know everything changed i was yeah. like man there's a giant purple dinosaur that <laughs> what's that <laughs> and look how close i am to the field and right all this stuff. And, and really just um uplifted me completely and, and uh, been a fan ever since but went to central michigan university um worked in sports there and got my degree in sport management also got my master's from from central michigan and did a handful of different internships and jobs while I was working there and then did get hired full time at Central Michigan Athletic Department handling, you know, ticket sales and marketing there and really um, had spent a lot of time in Michigan and wanted to spread my wings a little bit. And I, I got tapped into minor league baseball and, and kind of the opportunities and kind of that, that perfect blend of sports and you know still having a competition in the winner and loser but also the entertainment aspect where you can try some crazy things and really really push the envelope as far as entertainment and uh got hooked up with a guy named jesse cole who is now somewhat famous for running the savannah Bananas down in savannah georgia (laughs) wears a yellow tuxedo everywhere and is on the speaking circuit all across the country but but went down and worked for him at a team in uh Uh, Forest City, North Carolina. also worked around a little bit Gastonia, North Carolina, and uh, got my feet wet in in the minor league baseball circuit. Uh, You know, I tell everyone I was a young college student that just, you know, had a couple jobs when I was working, but I think I was 23 years old and went down and lived in Shelby, North Carolina, which was right outside Forest City. And, you know, I wrote all my friends are taking pictures. They're in Chicago or New York or these big cities, and I'm in, a place that has an Applebee's that's open at 10 p.m. if you want to get a cold beer. Right. Yeah, But I had a great time, um, you know, kind of getting to learn a whole new culture and seeing a different part of the country and really, you know, casting myself out on my own and having to, to meet people and go to business network meetings and really kind of start from scratch. And I think that helped boost my career faster than, than some people, because I kind of had to sink or swim a little bit. And well, I mean, who would ever, year, who
0: would ever think that, that when you, when you got to the, the, the lug nuts uh, game as a young kid and complaining that, man, this isn't what you, what I was thinking, all of a sudden, <laughs> sudden you're running the joint. I think that's so cool.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it it's, uh, it's come completely full circle. And I was, I was in Forest City, Gastonia for a year. Um, Jesse at the time brought me over to Martinsville, Virginia to be a GM. I was 24 years old and taking over a team that had been city ran in Martinsville, Virginia. A lot of people know that area for for Martinsville Speedway, the, the NASCAR track up there. And um, you know, had a very very small staff and had a chance to really completely reinvent the franchise all the way from logos and mascots to the overall operation and had a ton of fun there and, and after a year there got a call to um, see if i was interested in running a, a st louis cardinals affiliate in johnson city tennessee no. and it was a, a very very similar kind of setup it just needed a, a you know a shot in the arm and kind of a complete refresh and you know this group there was a non-profit at the time gave me the keys and said hey you know see what you can do with this thing and see if you can bring it back to life and um, it was one of the funnest times in my entire life. I spent four years there in Johnson City. had a lot of amazing people that worked with me that, that made me look a lot better than I really was. <laughs> yeah. um, but an amazing part of the country too, right there in the Appalachian Mountains in a city that you know, it was really the perfect time um, for everything to happen. As the, the city was kind of revitalizing, the downtown revitalizing and, and the ballpark was revitalizing and um, really told people I, I would I would never really ever leave there unless An opportunity that I couldn't pass popped up. And um, I will tell everyone on here that that was never Michigan. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, growing up, it was one of those guys that, you know, I I was ready to to get out of Michigan and spread my wings and travel the country and kind of. Happens um, to a lot of never us. Never really had any Yeah, never had any aspirations to come back to Michigan, let alone the Lansing area. Man. Well,
0: and we're glad you're back. Honestly, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun having you here in town. And uh, and it's also going to be a lot of fun to see what happens with Lansing Lugnuts moving forward. We're going to have some more uh, uh, great information coming up at you in just a few seconds. We're going to take a quick break here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back.
2: Senair has an unwavering belief that all people deserve the opportunities provided by living in healthy communities. They've lived that mission for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Senair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. You don't make that kind of broad impact without a skilled, diverse, and highly valued team. That's one of the reasons Senair has been consistently named a top place to work by Detroit Free Press, a Crane's Detroit Cool Places to Work, and a best non to work for. Learn more at www.senair.com.
0: This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network, and I've got with me today Tyler Parsons. He's the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts. And, of course, Tyler, when we were talking in the last segment, you talked about – I think it was Jonathan Town or Jonathan City, I guess it was. You yep. took over an affiliate there. It intrigued me because um, I've had a few uh, situations in my life, whether it's starting a, uh, working with a startup company, trying to run and get it off the ground. I had another opportunity when I took over a last-placed operation and drove it from uh, last to first. So those turnarounds and some of those uh, fresh starts, they're, they're, they come with a whole bucket of issues. And so in your situation, tell me about that – Let's go back there and talk about um what you did and what you what the takeaways were for you in terms of making a turnaround with that with that club.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it was uh Johnson City, Tennessee, right over there in East Tennessee by the Appalachian Mountains. Um, St. Louis Cardinals, Affiliate had been there, you know, since the fifties. Stadium was built in the fifties. It was oh, wow. old. I- I always use the word historic. You know, use the word historic when you're instead of old to <laughs> yep. make it sound better. <laughs> they, they now
0: <laughs> refer to me as historic, so I get it. Yeah, it's all good.
1: <laughs> That's a compliment. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> um, but no, just it, it just it needed a shot in the arm. Attendance wasn't very good. It was just kind of getting stale, and the, and the community was kind of looking at it as more of a, you know, a red line in the budget of the post an economic driver. And I think that was a, a great example for for me to to kind of. Take over and, and learn on the fly a little bit, and you know how do you how do you draw people there and create exposure when when you don't have a marketing budget and yeah. there's not a lot of money on these things. And really, what we did is said, hey, we're just going to entrench ourselves in this community, and we're just going to work as hard as we possibly can. and That wherever we go, people mm-hmm. see the Johnson City Cardinals, and uh, you know, continue to just pound the pavement and get out there and meet people and. and Wanted that community to view it as an asset, and you know what else can we do to to draw people here and have a good time and continue to build this? And um, it was really was it was a community driven team and community driven revitalization where you know, we just continued to go to every every chamber event or every networking event and to talk anything we could. Johnson City Cardinals, and yeah. we just watched it steadily grow as people bought in, people came out, and revamped the atmosphere and revamped the S and B and really built everything from, from scratch and it's been amazing to, to watch the turnaround there. And
0: well,
3: when you have
1: a hometown
0: happened. like that, Tyler, do, do you find, do you find that there's a, there's a sense of ownership in the team or, or had that waned because of, uh, uh it'd been there so long people quit noticing it. What, what did you, what did you find when you got there?
1: I think what you said, Vic was, was dead on. I think it had been there for so long that people looked at it more in the past tense than the yeah. current or future yep. tense. And, um, because it had not a lot of changed, you know, they, people kind of thought, "Hey, I, I went to a game ten years ago; it's not, nothing's really changed since then." And um, you know, we were just put a lot of fresh touches on things, yeah. and yeah, it was incredibly, incredibly fun. There was a lot of hard work, a lot of crazy, fun stories and things. I mean, I never. Uh, the city was still finishing the fence around the ballpark for opening day my first year and we came out and it was held up by a chain link fence and the chain link fence had just completely fallen down across the entire <laughs> ballpark and having to rebuild that piece by piece in the waiting hours in the morning before the game and uh every little thing. But oh, man. Uh, a lot of amazing people there to help make that come to life. Well some of the things
0: that happen when you when you when you get a hold of um uh, let's say legacy organizations that you've got to do a turnaround with you inherit all of the great history and all of the the, mm-hmm. the the good things that have happened that brought it there but you also inherit some of the problems, right? I mean that that to me and, and just playing a whole movie real quick. I remember talking to one of the one of the managers um the the uh uh, actually, general managers of the lug nuts from previous years. When I was talking to him, he shared with me that there was a bad relationship between the uh, the, the the city fire and the city uh, police department, and it was it was almost um, it was it was kind of just kind of a, an a, an adversarial scenario. And I, I, it was because of all the history. And so what happened is this particular manager went and said, hey, uh, I want to meet you guys. And he took the proactive approach to sit down and say, well, tell me what we do wrong that really is frustrating or, or things that we could do better for you. And he took what what could have been an inherited bad relationship and said, let's press restart. How can we be good for you? And what great questions that was because all of a sudden now they viewed uh, they viewed the whole scenario as something more positive. And way different and so i'm sure when you when you went into that scenario and, and uh, you've got to lift it from its uh, tired spot that it's in you've you've got some backbreaking work to do and getting underway is probably the the uh, as, and finding the reset button as quick as you can is important isn't it
1: no oh, you're, you're dead on it's, it's, it's breaking those preconceived notions i think that people have about yeah. an organization or business and really you know breaking through that wall and That was one of the major hurdles we had to overcome there in Johnson City was you had a city-owned ballpark that was just viewed as a red line in their budget every year that, hey, like, you know, I got sent to do repair here, like, oh, great, you know, like, and really reversing that trend to make people go, hey, we're proud of this asset. We want to make this be as good as it possibly can because this is great for our community.
0: Well, and we're proud of the Lansing Lugnuts here in the greater mid-Michigan area, and it's just great to have that kind of investment here in town. We appreciate Tom Dixon's uh, support and help over the years, and, of course, we appreciate you taking time to be with us today, Tyler. We're going to be right back here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verseril. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I've got Tyler Parsons, the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts, on the other end of my line, and we're so grateful for his time. And I'm grateful for the investment that the Lansing Lugnuts have made into the greater Lansing area. They could have chose a lot of different places, and um, there was uh, some some great history. I happen to personally know uh, Tom Dixon. And ironically, Tyler, uh, sitting here uh, in our studios is a banner from our 2019 mbn speaker series and we actually have a picture of tom when he was here as uh um, as one of our guest speakers so it's just kind of funny why i got you on the line and your boss is still <laughs> still looking over you
1: so uh no, that's awesome that, yeah. was a, that was a great event and i i've heard some stories that day that i never heard before. yeah well
0: amazing. you know and you heard your and it's just fun to recount some of the some of the crazy things that happened with the naming of the lansing Lugnuts, yeah. and everybody goes what that's ridiculous, and every there, everybody. I think everybody was up in arms until it became the hottest selling logo anywhere in minor league baseball, and it was one of the one of the one of the biggest boondoggles or, or boons, I guess, not doggles, uh, but one of the greatest events that ever happened in terms of logo launch and everything else. So it was kind of fun. But I I, I want to say thank you to Tom Dixon for what he's done in our community and and um, and his commitment to the community because, like you said, we got twenty five slash twenty six seasons that were a part of here and that doesn't happen unless you've got somebody that's really committed because some of those years were we were breaking attendance for minor leagues uh, some were uh, were uh, less than than stellar and but he's been with us all this time and I, I I just think you you must be proud to work for an organization that has that kind of community commitment
1: oh absolutely and it's it's very rare you know when I, when I got here to Lansing or whenever we you know we talk to people and bring them in here it's like you know, we, we have the original owner. This is the same guy that's yeah. had the team since day one. And he yep. can recount those stories of, of naming and team and, you know, going through the trials and tribulations of building the stadium and then the renovation. So, um, it's been amazing to see the impact the stadium has had on the downtown Lansing area and then all the businesses that have, that have jumped on board and different partnerships we've had around here that have supported the lug nuts and our vision for, for being a community gathering place here yeah. in downtown Lansing. And, yep. Um, sky is still the limit we still have a lot of opportunities for growth here even even 25 slash 26 years in and um it's great to have Tom as a sounding board for things because, Hey, you know, we have a person that's seen everything in the entire history,
0: right? (laughs) It's so true and lived it, not just seen it. He lived it too. So that's a, that's kind of
1: fun. But when you think about, I don't remind him of that all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, in Tom's situation, you know, um, you you get through all of these different things. And to your point, these are community things. So you've got an issue where you're running a business. You want to have wide uh, community support, but it also, you know, you're inside a stadium that's owned by the city and, of course, you've, that makes the city your landlord, and you've got some, uh, some other ch- uh, challenging issues that tend to come up because, you know, you, you need new turf, you need new uh, infrastructure, new builds, and so you've got to kind of meander through all of that. And so when I go back to your job, you're, you're kind of doing so many different things, whether it's meeting with a, um, you know, a major organization like Jackson National where uh, Jackson's out there uh, as one of your key sponsors for your stadium and your, and your field. Um, or whether it's uh, it's trying to find enough uh, employees to get them there. So, um tell me uh at some point in time uh you probably don't have a lot of ties in your in your closet because you're running around the stadium on 85 degree days, but uh you don't know what's going to happen necessarily on any given day,
1: do you? No, you you're right. And that's just one of the it's one of the good and bad things I think sometimes with, with this position is that there no no same, or no day is the same and every day can be a little bit different. And sometimes that can be a fastball down the center of the plate that you can hit out of the ballpark, and sometimes that can be a, a curveball that yeah, right. you can miss that, right? right. It's from the baseball analogy. So, yeah, we had an event here. We hosted the Lansing Chamber of Commerce annual dinner. At, at I the was time. there. I it was great. There. Yeah, and some people didn't recognize me with my tie. Uh. Like, I need to put it on more now, apparently. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and tell me about that. I wanted to ask you real quick about not only do you, do you have what is uh, – on a regular season you have roughly 70 home games. Wouldn't that be fair? Correct. Yep. And so, and so when, so I always, you know, naively thought, well, you know, 70 home games, you can manage that. You got to work really hard when the home stands are and on and on. But doggone it, they plug you in with another couple hundred um, events that you have to do throughout the year. Isn't, isn't that right?
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's probably the biggest area of growth we've had over the last five or six years is that, you know, we're not just a, a baseball team that plays here in a baseball stand. It's really spreading our wings and, and trying to do as much as we possible can to bring events and bring people to downtown Lansing because we know the economic benefits of that. And whether that's, you know, a 5k run or a concert or an annual dinner, you know, whatever we have here that, that makes sense. And if we have the availability and the, the ability to run and, and support those events, we just know how reciprocal that's going to be done for, for downtown Lansing here and, and you know, what this means for this community and, and, I, I hate to simplify things sometimes, but at the end of the day, here at Jackson Field, we, we are. We're a community gathering place and we get, whether That's a baseball game or a concert or a 5K. Those are the types of things that we want to do here um, in downtown Lansing because that's our role.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and I think it's I think it's great because uh, you know you know you know your wheelhouse, you know the lane you need to be in, and you know who uh, in the community is supporting you in a big way. And of course, we can't uh, we need to say thank you to Jackson for their uh, incredible support. We're so glad to have them in the community, and we're glad to have the Lansing Lugnuts so committed to the community. And Mister Dixon, uh, and also you for doing all that you're doing for that team and for us around town. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network and the Leadership. Slow down, we're gonna be right back.
2: Now hiring? Capital Area Michigan Works can assist you with your hiring needs, all at no cost. From large-scale hiring assistance to locating the right candidate for a hard-to-fill position, Capital Area Michigan Works is your resource. We offer creative solutions from career fairs to on-the-job training grants and scholarship programs to make sure you have the best and brightest employees. Visit our website at www.camw.org to learn more about how we can assist your business with its hiring needs.
3: Michigan,
2: Michigan You found
0: the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau with Tyler Parsons. He's the general manager of Lansing Lugnuts. And Tyler, we're so glad to have you with us. And as I think about um, you know, the Lansing Lugnuts and all the experience uh, and fun I've had over the years, um, so many th- memories come to mind of some of the great events, some of the great fun I've had. But, you know, one of the things that, that I – there were some lessons learned that I learned from um, from some of the general managers that went before you and, and from uh, Tom Dixon as well is um, uh, around the universe, I think – um, minor league teams used to give away uh, tickets, trying to get people in the stands, and um, and that's not. I don't think you can find a free ticket to the Lansing Lugnuts coming out of your office very easy because um, uh, I think there's a philosophy behind that. Do you want to take a minute and kind of d- discuss that with us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's part of our overall philosophy here, and I think it's one that that most pro sports teams and most successful franchises have now adopted. and I think it just. It comes down to a core philosophy that, you know, you have value and your experience has value and that. If you're giving that away for free, you're basically telling people that your overall experience and and, and your business doesn't have value. And um, for us, that's always been one of our our core principles here. Now, we have to, to, you know, talk the talk and we have to walk the walk on the back end. We have to make sure our experience inside the stadium here is top notch and that, when people come in here, they're they're continually amazed and impressed by what they're getting for the value of their ticket, and obviously beyond of what they're spending here with the alumni and in downtown Lansing. So, um, I mean, I've, I've heard the stories and the horror stories from many sports organizations and colleges too that you know just panic and try to pay for a town and get people in there, and I think the long term effects that that can have on a business. Um, it's no different than any business. I mean, if you're going to give away your core product away for free, I think any business is going to see a negative effect over that over the long term.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, uh, I, I we had a significant contract and still and that, that one's still in place with uh, the Lugnuts. And one of the things I noticed is that is that unlike other minor league ballparks around the country. Um, where you've got basically Joe the plumber up on the board, and you might have a Fortune 500 company that that is two two signs over, and it's kind of like uh, you know there's 150 signs in the outfield. How do you stand out? <laughs> and honestly, I, I don't know the number, but I'll bet I'll bet Lansing Lugnuts only has maybe 15 um, major partners, and all of them. I think you you like to treat with value. Do you have a philosophy on on why you haven't peppered the the, the outfield with the uh, at least ten thousand more signs?
1: Yeah, and we it's another one just like the tickets too. I think where our philosophy here is to you know kind of have a, a less is more when it comes to our overall partnerships, and we're very selective with who we align ourselves with. Not only from the value on their end with you know the exposure here at the stadium and just the value of the partnership, but you know, we want to make sure we're working with people that, that see the, the full value in this being, you know, you know, back and forth. This is what a true partnership is, is that, you know, we have that shared vision and that shared goal to, to uplift our community and to, to uplift downtown Lansing here. So um, we tend to be more selective than I think a lot of other minor league teams are and who we align ourselves with partnerships here. Um, and then, yeah, those are those are ones where we we have a cap on things because we we know that oversaturating the market and what we have here is only going to devalue the other partnerships we have. So yeah. um, you're not going to see 150 signs here when you get to some Lansing. We, we are very selective with that, as, as we are just with about anything with our partnerships. So um, we like to think when you walk in here to, to Jackson Field that it has the the look and feel of a major. Pro Stadium, um, as far as our overall partnership structure.
0: Well, that's a heck of a good point because I think when you look at when you do walk in and you do see, you know, just some, some, uh um, name sponsors that are, that are there, you know, and, and you don't necessarily see Joe, the plumber, nothing wrong with Joe's business. But the whole point is, is that, is that, uh, you, you get a different feel. And, and to your point, I guess I never put that all together, but it does feel a little more major league than it does when you see something that, you know, I, I sometimes see high school fields that have all these smaller signs up there, which is really appropriate and makes sense. Uh, but you guys, your philosophy is different. I think it's interesting. Hey, maybe you could clarify this for me, so I'm taking a complete uh, side trail here. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, I was I was offered a chance to uh, to have naming rights to the stadium, and and we passed on it, and it became uh, Cooley Law Law School Field or Stadium, and then uh, Jackson Field was named, and now I think you just have. One um one sponsor in terms of the of the stadium and the field is it all Jackson now? Is that the way that works?
1: That's correct. Yeah. So the the entire stadium and field is all encompassed into the one partnership we have here with, as you said, an amazing company there in Jackson National. Who, when we talk about aligning ourselves with with people that have a shared vision, man, what a, what a great partner here oh, yeah. to have to to build with and. Um, Jackson Field and the overall fee and everything
0: will just be Jackson Field. Well, as as Reeses would say, that's like chocolate and peanut butter together. Man, I'm telling you, you're exactly <laughs> right. You got two I might great. that one from you. Dave. Uh, well, it's funny because you got two great two great organizations that are totally committed to Mid Michigan, and of course, um, and their footprint is just known wide and, and and long. So it's really exciting to see that. It's exciting, uh, Tyler, to have you with us. We're so grateful for your time today. Thankful that you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network here on the Leadership. Lowdown. I'm Vic Verscherill. We'll be right back. Hi, this is George Blaha, and let's talk Treetops Resort. In my off season from announcing, I love to play
2: golf, and every year I take my annual golf out into Treetops. Why? Well, it starts with world class golf in a breathtaking setting, but there is a lot more from the relaxed atmosphere, great food, great beers, and the newly renovated rooms. And Treetops is more than a round of golf. It's a great weekend, and Barry Owens and his staff make Treetops the friendliest place around. What are you waiting for? Call 888 Treetops or go to Treetops dot com.
0: This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network, and I got one short segment left to understand and to get all this information from Tyler Parsons as I can. He's the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts, and, and uh, Tyler, I'm so excited that you're here with us today. And I guess as we as we kind of go down through this, I'm I know that you have many, many hats to wear in your position, but one of the biggest things I think has got to be in today's environment, trying to figure out how do you get enough people to make sure that the fan experience doesn't suffer, um, and and people get what they expect from the long term uh, fun they've had out of the Lansing Lugnuts. So, tell me about your staffing situation and how's that going?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like like any business, when you when you get out of a global pandemic and have to hit the restart switch on, am not just you know the overall operation you have here, but different policies and procedures and restrictions you may have that, that started off with that, you know, we did here as an outdoor venue with, you know, a stadium that can seat 11,000 people. So, you know, staffing-wise for us, we've had to really put our collective heads together, and, and you know, we've been blessed to have a lot of amazing employees that that just really enjoy working here and, um, you know the vast majority of our our game day employees this is a supplemental position for them this is not a uh, you know nine to five everyday job you know they work game days and events that we have here so when we have something going on in the stadium we'll kind of fill those roles and fill those spots but you know we've definitely had to, to go back and, and kind of especially in our our S&B and some of our operational spots you know kind of uncover every stone we possibly could and find people that that have an interest in in working here at the stadium and and kind of buy into what our overall vision for the fan atmosphere is. uh, Our staff did an amazing job connecting people and getting the right people in place right now. And we'll always certainly add some more bodies if we can, but I think we're in a good place right now as, as we keep growing and, probably one of the bigger challenges just been, as I mentioned, you know, you start off at 20% capacity and then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later you're at 100% <laughs> yeah. it's a hundred percent capacity.
3: It's
1: a massive jump for a business to kind of all of a sudden pivot and start staffing for and Um, hats off to to our staff here that's been able to work and and fill those roles and find the right people.
0: Well, it's interesting to me because I think when you, when I, when I think about going to the lug nuts as an example, you, uh, you know, if you don't have enough people to run one of the kiosks, you can shut the, shut the walls down or whatever and shoot them off to another area and, it just makes the line longer, but I know when you're managing uh, uh, expectations, fan experience, and all those other things, that's the last thing you want to do. You want to make sure that that uh, the lines are appropriate for the game that you got going on out there, and all the fun can be had. So I know that you've, you uh, you you kind of wring your hands over over getting those things done right and, and uh, having some fun with it. So uh, I'm my hats are off to you, and and uh, in terms of trying to make that uh, what it is because it's been uh, truly spectacular for Mid Michigan. Um, tell me about uh, some of the other things that could be going on uh, in terms of activities at the stadium because I don't think my numbers are too far off. 250, 270 events throughout the year, including ball games. Uh, is that about the right number?
1: That is. That's pretty, pretty darn close. And yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's a full encapsulation of what we do here at Jackson Field.
0: So anything cool coming up that we ought to, we ought to hear about or know about?
1: Yeah, you know, I think as we, you know, it's it's fun to look back on now, you know, we we talked about this, this grand vision for what we want to do here at the stadium, and, and obviously we, we will do any event, you know, big or small, that, that fits what we're trying to do here, but there's not as many venues out there that can do massive, large-scale events that are 10,000 plus. We really yeah. tried to focus on finding those fits and bringing those to downtown Lansing, and of course had an amazing robust schedule in twenty twenty and then, you know, the pandemic hit and we had to scale back. So we've been able to keep some of those ones and obviously we want to continue to grow our our large team events. But the one that I'm super excited about that <clears throat> it was originally supposed to be in May of twenty twenty and the, the Nitro Circus You Got This Tour. We've shifted dates a few times. It finally landed here on October first, twenty twenty one. It has a chance to the single biggest event we've ever hosted oh, here my. at Jackson Field and um kind of a mix between the x games and like bmx and motocross and these guys <laughs> will jump coolers and reclining chairs and it'll be a really really cool experience here and probably one of our first massive 360 degree um events we've done here where you do counselors you always have a back of house with nitro you don't um, so <laughs> but we're going to bring back beer fest we're working right now um the folks at common ground to see what we can do as far as some concerts here at the stadium. We're always trying to find good concerts to bring here. So um, we have a lot of cool special events. We're going to do a celebrity softball game presented by Shaheen here. Um, A lot of the stuff we had, it was backloaded in July, August and September because we're trying to find the, the best place with your crystal ball to, to place these large events. And,
0: well, no you know, doubt. Where, and so quickly, if because um, if, I'm running out of time here, tell me, yeah. you've got a ticket office. That's probably where they can get a ticket for any and all of that stuff?
1: Absolutely. You can go to lancyblownnuts.com or give us a call at 485-4500.
0: Yeah. Well, look at um I can't tell you how excited I am to have you as a general manager in town here. Can't tell you how much we appreciate the Lansing Lugnuts. Thank you so much. We're really
1: we're really proud to to
0: be affiliated with you.
1: No, it was uh it was an absolute blast, Vic, I and mean, thank you to, to you and the team over there at the Michigan Business Network. It's been amazing to see all the all the connections you guys make in this community here and just um, acting as that, that pulse behind the scenes for everything that's going on in, in um, the Lansing area here
0: good stuff, well God bless you, we hope uh, we hear play ball all summer long and that things just really heat up for you and uh, go uh, they go nuts yeah,
1: <laughs> So play
0: ball, go nuts you bet, thanks so much, thanks for tuning in for the Michigan Business Network and the Leadership Lowdown thanks again to Tyler Parsons, General Manager of the Lansing Lugnuts I'm Vic Versero, can't wait to talk to you next time